Happy anniversary, Stephen. <laughs> Happy. We're still doing. I suppose it is still our anniversary. Mm-hmm. So we're doing this. Happy anniversary, Erica. Thank you. How you doing? I'm sleepy. Yeah. So I had a nap and you did not. I am the worst napper ever. I'm terrible. I, I just watched hockey instead. <laughs> you see, that's my job. I know. You missed Ovechkin getting hit in the face with a puck. Yeah. And then Toronto scored. Huh. And then uh, then they got a four-minute penalty. and a power play. Toronto, Toronto go to penalty? Yep. Yep. And then... Uh, and then on the power play, uh, the Caps got a goal to go back up by one and ended up winning the game. So there you go. There's your sports report. Thanks very much. It's funny you mentioned uh, naps. Actually, I mentioned a nap mm-hmm. um, because uh, the DVD covers of the um, the recons that I have. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to have a lot more DVD covers because before all the DVDs came out on DVD, <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I downloaded them and and basically had copies of everything, to more or less to replace my old VHS copies. So that at least until they all, you know, and then once every official release would come out, I'd replace them. But it's weird because the smell of the inside of those DVD cases that I got and the the fan-made covers, which are like, uh, you know, perfectly in, in line with the, um, the way all the rest of the official covers are made, remind me of midnight shifts at work. Especially towards the end, like once we got all got our layoff notices, and so we were, so I was basically like, it was it was a DVD production factory on my midnight shifts, and then when I got tired, uh, when I went on my lunch break, I would have a nap. This is where I honed my napping skills because I had to nap on command basically when I had that uh, one hour lunch break. So that's the that's how that story wrapped around to mm-hmm. that napping DVD covers work doctor who so i guess in order to be able to nap properly i just need to get a job with midnight shifts is that how it works i don't recommend it (laughs) okay yeah fair enough i don't recommend it um some people out there in the doctor who universe would uh consider effective napping strategies uh, would be to watch uh, two episodes of the space museum in a (laughs) row uh, but what what i i ask with some trepidation did you think of the final two episodes of the space museum um, I actually quite enjoyed them. I really, I've liked this story. I just, and I think the farther away we get from stupid episode one, okay. uh, the the more I'm able to just sort of ignore the fact that it's it's set up poorly. I think the reason that I'm so frustrated with it is because it's such a neat idea if they would have laid it out correctly in some way that made any kind of sense. Mm-hmm. Um then this would be a fantastic story, which I would love. As it is, it's just one that I enjoy. Uh, it's it's definitely the best Vicky story we've seen so far. She is fantastic. I I mean, no spoilers, but I do know how Vicky later leaves the show, and I feel like this would have actually been kind of a cool episode for her to go out on if she had if she had wanted to 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 leave now. I mean, she's she seems to get along really well with Tor and the rest of the, those folks, and she helped lead their rebellion. I feel like her. Her help in rebuilding their civilization could be invaluable. So it's, I mean, I'm, I'm glad we still get to keep seeing her, but it's a little bit sad that uh, that they miss out on having her around. I just, this is, yeah, Vicky's awesome. Yeah. Apparently there are women uh, on the planet. Mm-hmm. They are mentioned, <laughs> yep. but we don't see them ever. No. No, which is weird. Yeah. But now that after the last episode of the podcast where you mentioned Jeremy Bullock, I was watching closely and, and sure enough... Yep, I recognize him now that you say that. And, you know, Peter Capaldi may have attack eyebrows, but he's got (laughs) nothing on anybody in this story. The the Xerons and the Morox? 
Yes, Morox, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's got crazy eyebrows all over the place. I'm wondering perhaps if um, Peter Capaldi regenerated with those eyebrows to remind himself to maybe not jump time tracks or something, and that's why he's never done this uh, in, in his current guise. Maybe that's something that he'll discover in season 10 or series there, 10. There's your arc. <laughs> Return to the Space Museum. No, there's no space museum left. They've they've taken it apart. The doctor got his space time visualizer. I feel like I feel like he probably snuck some more stuff out of the space museum. Yeah. That yeah, that Ian and Barbara just haven't noticed yet because it just seems like something the doctor would do. Well, I'm wondering what uh, what tour is directing traffic there at the end. You know, oh, that goes over there. No, that goes over there. But they're all intending to break it up. So clearly, mm-hmm. they're looting or something or salvaging. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, they're not salvaging because they don't want to use any of it, so they're yeah. gonna they're gonna break it up. But you know, it's possible that some things are more dangerous than others. So you know, the stuff that's dangerous needs to go in that pile over there, so that they don't hurt anybody. And the stuff that's less dangerous can go over in that pile. And the stuff that's pretty that we can turn into jewelry or something can go into that pile <laughs> over there. Right. He's he's got a plan. Tor is he's a smart fellow. He's he's got it all under control. As he said, uh, planning is where their strength is with the with the Xerons. Mm-hmm. It's clearly showing right there yeah well i don't know that they showed um a whole lot of well i guess they did because they managed to take over everything after they got the weapons yeah. but before that we didn't we didn't see anything planned particularly well it was vicky that had to do all the planning pretty much uh what did you think of the morox themselves i kind of like the idea of like weary tired <laughs> You know, there's obviously like two, there's a management structure, and there's I don't know what his name was. Ivor Salter is the actor's name, who sort of played the, oh yes, I'll get blamed for this. You're lucky you don't get blamed for things, and he's complaining to his subordinates before he gets shouted down by um by his the governor. Yeah, the governor. Low boss. Low boss. Yeah. Yeah, I liked their uh, their white smocks. Yeah. Um, I, I quite like the costumes, and yes, it was it was very funny. Like like the doctor's line. Later on, no, your you know your soldiers or your subordinates don't really seem to have their hearts in it, do they? He called it because they really don't. No, he was such a bloviating like they they both were the two you know uh, the general and his his commander were, were Ivor Saltor. That's a great name, but yes, yeah, they were they were pretty obnoxious. So the you know the general was oh I have two thousand more what was it mills. Mills, yes, and then he goes on to explain. This is in part one about how many second, like how many days that is. Like you know, some great. When I say great, I mean awful mm-hmm. expeditionary dialogue. Yeah, that was pretty bad. And then you have the commander, you know, wandering back and forth in front of the TARDIS when he's giving his speech about you're mm-hmm. you're so lucky you have me in between. It was just what a monologue. It was just, ugh. <laughs> yeah, I was I was happy to see both of those guys taking down the uh, the poor underling who. Um, who Ian attacks and steals his gun from and marches him around and stuff. I felt bad for that guy. I know. It's funny because I, I pointed him out and it says, do you recognize him? And then after the big fight scene, I asked you again. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I did not recognize him. I thought, <laughs> you're like, do you recognize that guy? I was like, what is he, the cowardly lion? I knew he wasn't the cowardly lion. I have seen The Wizard of Oz a zillion times. But he had a bit of that look about him. But no, I did not recognize him. And then you told me who it was, and everything clicked into place after that fight scene because the fight scene was fast-paced and exciting and had some nice music uh, with it. And yeah, it was one of the better, more interesting fight scenes, and I was kind of 
shocked by that. And then you pointed out that it was Peter Diamond. It's Peter Diamond, who, uh, and so him and Ian uh, are kind of not palling around, but Ian is sort of using his as a somewhat willing hostage, actually, I found. Mm-hmm. And it just reminded me of like a few weeks ago in Doctor Who terms that he and Delos, I think his name was in the Romans, were palling around as uh, escaped <laughs> slaves. So like very similar roles between the two same actors, but playing different characters. Mm-hmm. Such was the nature of 1960s television. Mm-hmm. How could you remember that from a few weeks ago? Also the picture quality, not that great. Probably worse at the time on little television sets. And he's got a crazy stripy tiger looking wig and big eyebrows. So, mm-hmm. I mean, really very different. Yeah. Um, so you actually like this story then. I'm, uh, some people don't have such a high opinion of it. Well, maybe those people can't separate the fact that the premise, you know, the, the underlying premise is ridiculous from the cool stuff that happens in it. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of really good stuff. I'm, I was, I was interested in it. I mean, there are things that are like the gas was supposed to paralyze them and yet it didn't paralyze them at all. It just drove them out. Yeah. Uh, that was a poorly written little temporary paralysis, I believe it was called. And they did get knocked out for a bit and then they woke up. Yeah, what kind of gas does that? Like it <laughs> it works for a little while and then you're and then you're okay and you're just coughing again. Yeah. If they had stayed in it longer, what would have happened? Would they have been paralyzed again for ten minutes and then gotten back <laughs> up? I don't understand how this works. I don't either. It's funny though, because a lot of people sort of look at uh you know, you again are are going the opposite way, and that uh, uh, a lot of people look at episode one and they go, "Hey, wow, this is a really weird and interesting episode." Before it sort of settles down into a, you know, run around between rebels and and um, dictators and stuff. But you actually liked the rest <laughs> of the story more than the supposedly very interesting first episode. I did not know that that was <laughs> that that was the received fan wisdom. Apparently, I never received that particular uh, fan wisdom. So, so yeah. I mean, like I said, the idea of it could have been amazing if it wasn't completely nonsensical in the first episode. I mean, I would I would love to see somebody come along, and maybe somebody has. Maybe there's fanfic of it out there, or somebody did a book of it, or maybe the novelization is better. Zero on fanfic. Where, I'm not too sure if such a thing exists, but <laughs> well, it should. Gosh darn it. But you know the. There are ways to have possibly explained that, which would have made more sense. This whole time track nonsense and the turning on a light bulb and it not coming <laughs> on right away. I am sorry, but yeah. no. Well, um, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, before we actually started with the Space Museum, at the end of the last review, whichever story that was, The Crusade, I said uh, there was an extra on the DVD that I was going to show you. Mm-hmm. And I think before we watch the next episode, The Executioners, I will show you that uh, DVD extra, and then we'll see what you think. Okay, that's exciting. I mean, the end of the episode was pretty exciting, too, because... Okay, first of all, I have to point out, in a previous Lazy Doctor Who episode, I said something about the TARDIS disappearing and how neat it was to see the reaction of... It was Web Planet. How cool it was to see the reaction of the folks left behind to the TARDIS leaving. I realize now we see that a lot. We actually do see the TARDIS leaving and, and stay on that planet for a little while. I thought that was what was happening this time but no suddenly we were in space and i was like ooh and then suddenly we, you know we zoom into some planet and see uh some computery thing and i thought that that was 
for a second I thought that was going to be like the inside of the TARDIS and we were seeing this new machine that the doctor had but then I noticed the sound effect and I was like did they bring like some sort of Dalek thing on board what's what's happening and then a Dalek went past and I was like oh my god it's a Dalek yeah that's what I just said I know that's like everyone else's reaction I was like oh my god the Daleks are coming back yep yeah pretty exciting so I know what's coming up next and I'm pretty excited to see this next story because I've heard very very strongly conflicting things about it and I want to see which side I end up on well I'm intrigued to watch this again too um seated next to you and hearing your first time reactions have you ever seen it before I really 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 doubt that I ever have and if I did, it was when I was very small, and I have no memory of it. I've heard people talk about it, mm-hmm. but I don't have any memories of seeing it. Well, uh, there's an added bonus uh, to watching this episode, uh, and this is why we're wrapping up this this podcast, because the currently a bottle of wine, white wine, is in the <laughs> freezer uh, to cool it off quicker, and the alarm's about to go off to indicate to take, us out, take it out of the freezer. So we're going to watch uh, parts of the chase uh with wine so i actually think it's probably the best way to watch the chase so i'm kind of looking forward to this yeah from from what i've heard that does sound like a smart thing to do Mm -hmm. well okay then well until a few minutes from now or however long (laughs) it is Mm -hmm. goodbye happy anniversary happy anniversary (laughs) 